Welcome to episode nine of the Unperfect Podcast, where you get to hear about my weird but brilliant puppy and what that has to do with today's topic of surrender and control. I'm your host, Shelly Sneed, and I'm here to help you see glimpses of God's glory among the imperfections of your life. If you ever struggle with measuring up to an unattainable standard or wonder where is God in the midst of less than perfect circumstances, you're not alone. Hope and maybe a little bit of humor are coming up. Hello, friends. So this has been a really weird week for me. I actually had a podcast episode written, recorded, mixed, edited, and ready to be published yesterday, which is Tuesday when my new episodes usually come out. But I just wasn't feeling it. I can't explain it except to say I I just don't think it was the content I was supposed to publish this week. So sometimes we got to give ourselves grace, take a step back for some reflection, which fits nicely with what I am going to talk about today which is control and surrender. So let me tell you about my two-year-old puppy, who my family is convinced I love better than any of them. I will neither confirm nor deny this fact, but I will say he is always happy to see me and he never complains about what's for dinner. So I'm just going to leave that right there. Anyway, we finally have a smart dog. It only took six canines and over 26 years to find one. We're not quitters over here at the Sneak Casa. Our past pups have been absolutely precious, but they've also been afraid of water and ceiling fans and couldn't bring a ball back if their lives depended on it. But now we have Rocket. In the intelligence department, he rocks. No pun intended. He has other issues because he wouldn't be a sneak dog if he didn't. His biggest one being that he doesn't like other dogs. But we're focusing on the positive here. He's smart. Every day, I'm amazed at how much he understands and how easily he learns. The other day, we were playing outside in the backyard, and he wanted me to throw his stick so he could fetch it. But if I tried to get near the stick, he would grab it, hoping I would attempt to wrestle it away from him, because that's probably his favorite game of all, a game of let me prove to you that I'm so much faster. But anyway, as I got closer and he'd grab his stick, I started saying, Rocket, you're going to have to let it go if you want to play. The first time or two, he just looked at me wagging his tail like I was going to cave. But about the second or third time I looked at him and said, Rocket, let it go. He finally dropped the stick and backed away a few steps so I could grab it and send it flying for him to fetch. Now, I'm not quite as smart as my dog, but it did quickly dawn on me that so many times that's been my posture with God. I'm holding on to something for dear life, and he's not going to engage in my tug of war. He just gently prompts me to let it go, knowing that when I finally do, I'll experience what he's designed or called me to experience. And then I get to find out that whatever I trust to him, he can handle way better than me. I don't know about you, but I'm not good at letting go. I want control. So when life spirals out of my control, I get frustrated that God isn't doing things my way or that he's not doing them on my timeline. And like my dog, I really want to wrestle with God over control of that stick. And I'm basically saying to God, you're not doing a good job. Here, let me handle this. And that sounds so ridiculous. Like I'm telling the creator of the universe to scoot over and watch me work. So in the past two weeks in my Bible study group, we've been studying Sarah Leah and Rachel, and their narratives in the Bible read like a script from Days of Our Lives or whatever daytime soap opera is on these days. 
these women worked so hard to manipulate the outcomes of their lives, and they ended up hurting themselves and others in the process. And just for the record, the men in these narratives made choices that were just as destructive, but we just happened to be studying the women. And I can totally relate to that manipulating the outcomes, or at least trying to. Just like my puppy, I've got to surrender that stick or whatever it is. Take a few steps back so God can take it and have his way with it. In her book, Start With Amen, Beth Guckenberger suggests that we learn to surrender by keeping the end in mind. So this idea of amen, which means so be it, being the start of our conversations with God rather than the ending. She mentions how she usually prays, but they are words strung together designed to manipulate a holy God to adjust to my will. She says, I'll finish the prayer with amen, but I don't mean so be it. I mean, so do it. Ouch. I can relate to that. But by starting the prayer with amen, so be it, you're in control, God, do what you will. The rest of the prayer is then rooted in spiritual confidence and gratefulness that I can trust God who's in control when clearly I am not. Many of us are familiar with the phrase, let go and let God. You've probably seen it on a bumper sticker or on a t-shirt. And until recently, I never knew where that came from. But it's actually a quote from a book by Norman Vincent Peale entitled Positive Thinking for a Time Like This. And the full quote reads, let go and let God. Let him take over your life and run it. He knows how. And I think one reason we struggle so much when we do try to control everything or have that illusion that we can control everything, it's because we're putting on something we were never meant to wear. Now, my daughter and I share this practice of silently judging others for wearing what we think is clearly inappropriate. I'm not condoning this practice. I'm just being honest. So someone will walk by showing way too much of body parts that should remain hidden, and she'll just look at me and immediately know I'm sharing the same thought. And she'll usually comment, there is no way you and dad would let me walk out of the house like that. But it's just as wrong to try to wear the mantle of savior or king when it wasn't meant for our shoulders. It's a mantle that's just too heavy and burdensome. And I think that's the sentiment behind Matthew eleven thirty, where Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's not that our struggles are insignificant. Lord, nothing about my life right now this week is easier light. It's more about who is worthy and able to wear that load. I gotta let it go. I wasn't meant to wear it. My body, soul, and mind bear the brunt of the weight when I try. I'm sleepless, I'm sick, I'm anxious, and a host of other things I'm not supposed to be. But God, he can bear the weight and he knows what to do with it. So I'm learning to try and stop manipulating everything, to be still rather than to be busy. And I thought of just a few questions what we might want to ask ourselves when we're struggling with this, because um, the answers can also give us some help and some hope. So one question is, why do I need to be in control of this situation? Is it because I could get hurt? Someone I love could get hurt? No one else can do it better than me? Things will fall apart if I don't. Uh, God's not moving fast enough. The answer might just show me where I'm lacking faith in the character of God. Not a fun process, but necessary. Maybe even on the daily for some of us. Another question that could be really helpful is, what am I feeling when I want to control something? 
anxious, fearful, confused, confident, excited. Not all these emotions are bad, but in the moment, are they rooted in my abilities or in God's? Now, we give feelings a really bad rap as believers, or at least we have in the past. I think we're starting to do better. They are excellent indicators, and God gave them to us for a reason. Um, I've heard before they make good passengers, just don't let them drive the car. So if we can pay attention to them, just not paying attention to where our mind is headed, but what our body may be trying to tell us, uh, it might tell us something about the balance between control and surrender. So another question is, am I living in the present moment? Because sometimes I'm trying to control things because I'm trying to predict the future or avoid the past. But maybe I need to intentionally focus on being present in this moment that God's given me rather than spending a lot of energy on what ifs or what about this. One of my kids who will remain nameless is constantly asking me these kinds of questions. What if I did this? Or what would you do if I did this? And it's honestly a way of manipulating control. So I've learned to just respond to this person with, I don't do what ifs. So rather than head down that rabbit trail, let's just focus on today, this moment where we are. And I want to close with this. I've got to surrender my control to God because Jesus did it often called a prayer of relinquishment when Jesus prayed in the garden, if possible, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not will, but thine be done. We've heard that many, many times, read it many, many times. Jesus' prayer goes from God, this is what I want or need, but ultimately I want what you have for me. Again, we're reminding ourselves of who is ultimately in control and it's the one who knows best. And Catherine Marshall wrote about this prayer and said, the prayer was not answered as the human Jesus wished, yet power has been flowing from his cross ever since. That's powerful. She goes on to say, this prayer must not be interpreted negatively. It does not let us lie down in the dust of a godless universe and steal ourselves for just the worst. Rather, it says, this is my situation at the moment. I'll face the reality of it, but I'll also accept willingly whatever a loving father sends. Acceptance, therefore, never slams the door on hope. And another writer, Richard Foster, said it this way, The prayer of relinquishment is a bona fide letting go, but it is a release with hope. We have no fatalist resignation. We are buoyed up by a confident trust in the character of God. Even when all we're able to see is the tangled threads on the backside of life's tapestry, we know that God is good and is out to do us good always. And that gives us hope to believe that we are the winners, regardless of what we're being called upon to relinquish. God is inviting us deeper in and higher up. There is training and righteousness, transforming power, new joys, deeper intimacy. Besides, often we hold so tightly to the good that we do know that we cannot receive the greater good that we do not know. And God has to help us let go of our tiny vision in order to release the greater reality he has in store for us. I love how he calls our visions tiny. We truly think we know what would be best, but often God has a greater reality in store for us. So let's make this our prayer today. God, you've got this. Put my hands to better use than holding on to the stick, what I can't and don't need to control. In fact, put my hands to use 
in loving you and loving others rather than trying to manufacture an outcome of my own making. I'm giving you the stick. Better yet, I'm giving you the pen. You write my story. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Unperfect Podcast. Check out the show notes for a list of blogs and books and scriptures that were mentioned in this episode, as well as a link to my website, www.shellysneed.com. You can also subscribe there to receive a bi-monthly newsletter from me straight to your inbox. Also, I've got a free resource just for you called The Unperfect Promises of God. It's a printable download of five biblical meditations to encourage you as you're living in the now and the not yet that I mention often here on the podcast. So check out the show notes for a link to that, and that printable download is yours. Free. Yay. We love free. Also, if you were challenged, blessed, or humored by today's episode, would you be so kind as to leave a quick rating and review? It will help other unperfect people like us find the podcast. I'm not looking for your praise here, just trying to beat an algorithm. I'm praying you have a blessed week and are able to see glimpses of glory in the now and the not yet of your unperfect life. See you next time.